Hello, welcome to the Bearded Tits podcast, hosted by me, Jack Perks. Professionally, I'm a wildlife cameraman, but I dabble in podcasting, and each Tuesday we release an episode as I have a chat with scientists, artists, filmmakers, and passionate people all about nature in a light-hearted and certainly not serious way. Hello and welcome to the Bearded Tits podcast. I'm your host, Jack Perks. Now today I'm joined by Indy Kimmel Green, local Nottinghamshire birding legend. And for a very long time, I've wanted to do the Dawn Chorus. It's one of those things that I've never fully experienced in a woodland. So I messaged Indy, said when's the best time. He said around about April, May. So we decided to go June because <laughs> we're, well, because I'm unorganised. But we still got a bloody good show of it. I was really keen to be immersed in this sort of soundscape and also to listen out for birds that I hadn't even considered live in Nottinghamshire. I don't want to spoil it, but we do find or hear some very interesting birds as Indy takes me for a kind of guided walk around Sherwood Forest. So it's a great episode and I'm sure you're all going to really, really enjoy that. Now, if you want to support the podcast, you can donate to buymeacoffee.com. It's a fiver, price of a pint. You'd buy me a pint, wouldn't you? So if you can do that, it's really appreciated because it's the only way that we make money from the pod. If you can't afford it or you haven't got the money this month, no worries. There's lots of stuff you can do for free. Leaving a review for the podcast really helps us in the SEO rankings. So wherever you listen to your podcast, if you can leave a short review, that is greatly appreciated. And if you can listen to past episodes... I realise that not everyone listens to every episode, but if you've enjoyed two or three, chances are you'll enjoy others, even if it's a subject you might not think that's that interesting. So do go back and listen to other episodes. There's well over 130-odd episodes now, so I'm sure there'll be one or two that you'll enjoy. Anyway, I'll set the scene. It's very early in the morning. I've met Indy in a car park in the woods, and we go looking for birds. Here's our chat. Well, welcome to the Bearded Tits podcast. Today I am in Sherwood Forest at an ungodly hour and I'm joined by Indy Green. You are right, Indy? I'm not too bad, thanks. Good morning. Uh, what, what are we looking at? We're straight in. We're, there's, no, uh, there's no preamble today. We're straight into the birds. What, what's singing in front of us? Well, so at the moment, we've probably walked about 150 metres up the lay-by and we've got a tree pipit singing. Um, so hopefully, if I, there we go. Oh, yes. How did you describe the uh, the song a second ago? Well, it's the song, I first learnt this song in Sherwood um, and I was taught it by our good friend Lucy Lapwing who always described the end of the song to be, <laughs> I think like, kind of like a cat, I think I, I'm probably absolutely mincing this description now, but um, it was how, like, I went, like the end of the song where it goes pew, 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 that was like a cowboy's guns going off or something. Listen. That, so that last bit is just the pew 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 pew. I think Lucy needs her ears testing a little bit. <laughs> if that's it. No, I sort of see where you're coming from, and yeah. I'm gonna have a quick nosy. I have to admit, I'm I'm not a massive fan of the little brown jobbies, but um, well, this is a I'd say, um, yeah, I mean, it it it's a. I, it's it's kind of a stripy brown job. Oh, okay, all right. It then. is quite okay. nice. It, it is. It, they are very nice up close. I do struggle with pipits. I mean, I, I see meadow pipits and rock pipits, mm. but I don't. This is probably, in fact, this is probably the first tree pipit I've ever knowingly seen. Oh, okay. To be honest with you, so it is actually a tick for me today. Nice. So I'll um, 
I'll take that. But we are hoping to hear a bit of the dawn chorus. So I don't know if it's a bit late in the year now. We're in early June or... Still... Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of cracking on a little bit. Because <laughs> obviously it? a lot of things are like nesting at the moment. So that's kind of their priority. Yeah, of course. Um, however, some of these, uh, you know, the African migratory birds of, you know, they're still... Some of them are still arriving and some of them that, you know, arrived a couple of weeks ago will still be establishing territories. So that's why pretty much at the moment you can only hear tree pipit um, and a very, very loud wren in the distance. Um, <laughs> so cause obviously tree pipit are an African migrant and they, you know, only arrive here later on. So they'll still be setting up territories. And that's my, <laughs> that's my snooze alarm. <laughs> so obviously I was prepared for this morning because I've said it, said it for when I should have been here. Um, oh, brilliant. Sorry, mate. Um, and and we're also here today because you've got a survey. You've got a bird survey, haven't you? Yes. Yeah, so I've got my final um, fifth of five surveys to do, which is like I'm basically a woodland territory mapping survey, um, and that's just to establish uh, the territories and you know the amount of certain bird species within the whole forest. So there's about ten surveyors, and the forest has been um, broken up into sections. They've all got our own maps. Um, we've been given a key of certain bird species to write down that are on the, the key management list, you know, the priority species for the site. Um, so um, we're walking towards my site now, so if there's a tree pipit there, I'll definitely be writing it down. Great. Should we carry on? Yeah, let's go. Well, you're putting me to shame today, Indy, in uh, spotting stuff. It's not a bird, but what have we seen? We've got a brown hair just Ooh. about I'd say, about 50 meters away from us i think it's, it's just buggered off it just hung down? I know, like, <laughs> well thankfully this isn't you know this is it's, it's not, not a hair. it's not a visual podcast no um but yeah the hair was just i know there. it is we there saw, it's i know still it's there. running away it's still there um we were just saying like because obviously we're in a woodland sherwood forest it's I, I always think it weird when you see hairs they should be in the middle of a farmer's field i always think but yeah you'd imagine so but i guess maybe i suppose could this be a more natural setting for them probably like cause yeah the, the, the way the area's just run into is called gleethorpe open and it's quite like it, it's it's almost like a, you know basically a woodland field oh um, okay so okay. i guess maybe the slightly more open areas of the forest offer them a bit of um you know like foraging and grazing habitat that makes sense um, or maybe this is a quiet place to hide some leverets somewhere, who knows? That would be amazing, wouldn't yeah. it? I suppose being early as well, there's no dog walkers and nothing that's like true, that. That's so, true, actually, yeah, yeah, that's um, true. Mm. They'd probably kind of hide a little mm. bit later on. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that's nice, something furry. That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just walking onto your survey area and we've come across the major oak, probably the most famous oak in England, or one of the most famous oaks in England. And um, she's looking a bit sad. Yeah, it's not... It is, yeah, it is sort of hard to describe. I suppose less leaves than you'd expect is the yeah. best way to put it. And I, I suppose actually a different colour of leaves. Uh, yeah, she's not, a bit they're, muted, they're not, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, they're, they're not quite as like the dark green and vibrant. But I've, what I've noticed about the major oak is that it always seems to like, the leaves always seem to like emerge slightly later than all the other trees. So I don't know really? any reason for that. But yeah, I've been chatting to a few people recently who work here and they were saying that. Um, last year with the drought the tree really suffered and you can kind of see that because a right. lot of the crown is just dead um for, for people that don't know the major oak i mean you probably know more around it than me but it's, it's something to do with i don't i don't know if robin hood would have lived in it but <laughs> something to do with the robin hood mythology is I, 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 I hope there's no kids listening because your dreams are about to be crushed but robin hood never lived in this tree because when robin hood was around this tree um would have been nowhere near the size it is now and able for anybody to even go inside it it wouldn't have had the big cavity inside it that it has now but You've yeah, just so ruined so story. many people's dreams, Indy. Oh, <laughs> nothing better at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and it's got like support systems around it, hasn't it? I mean, the um, is it the council who run run the tree, or who who runs? 
Well, yes. Yeah, so the um, the Notts County Council Notts used County to Council. manage the um, the whole of Sherwood, uh, but then the RSPB took over when they okay. had the new visitor centre built in 2018 in October. Um, so they've been looking after it ever since, and the council did a lot of things to try and um, increase the life of the tree. I think um, I think obviously the supports we can see here to keep yeah. the boughs up. Because um, obviously in heavy wind or snow or general, you know, you know, generally the weight of them naturally, those boughs would be splitting off, they and that would, off. yeah, then obviously open up parts of the tree and um, and causing the the natural decay process to happen, um, which is obviously natural. But for such an iconic tree, they've tried to keep it going for um, as long as we can for people to enjoy. It's a bit like taking your gran out of a care home and, and taking a club in, really, isn't it? Like trying to give. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, yeah, yeah. Def well, the thing I I often reference it to the na uh, the natural aging process of oaks uh, to people because as they get older they start to shrink and bits start to fall off. But there we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll leave the oak alone. Yeah. We've insulted it enough this morning. <laughs> so, Indy reckons he's heard one of the birds that we wanted to see or listen to today. So, what are we uh, what are we listening out for? So at the moment, there's a distant red start, um, and you know we've, we've started the survey within we're within the boundary now, and it's sort of at the northern edge, and yeah, I can just sort of hear the, da -da 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 -da, um, which is kind of the, this is kind of a really good version of the song, and this is kind of like I suppose the early morning one because it's a lot more high pitched. Okay. Um, so it's just the, da -da 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 -da. Let's see if we can hear it again. Oh yeah, so yeah. You, did you hear that? Just yes, I did da, hear that. Da, 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 da. Faint. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, it's um, it's it's on the next track we're gonna go. On, so okay. hopefully we'll get a a closer listen of hopefully view of it. I wouldn't have picked that up at all. I would have just assumed it was just one of the general yeah yeah birds doing its doing its thing. But no, there's um yeah. Other than that, it seems to be quite quiet. I don't know if the weather's having any impact because it is overcast, and I know birds do kind of like a nice. A nice kind of blue morning, it's but this weird spring, hasn't it? It has. It's, it's been a very on and off spring, but there's still quite a few characters singing. So there's a robin, uh, there was a black cap just then, a wren. I can hear some nuthatches, okay, uh, which like sounds nuthatch. like there's you know adults and attendants of chicks. I think so there's a lot of communicating in the distance over to the left. Because we were saying red starts are not necessarily rare but scarce in the UK. Yeah, definitely. I, I'd say because in in Sherwood they kind of have a little bit of a stronghold. Um, the, the kind of the population kind of fluctuates here, but it seems to be not too bad this year. Um, that, that was a bit louder then. Was that so, it? Yeah, was that, that was it, that oh, was it again? Okay. Yeah. Um, like, a, are they same family as robins? Uh, they're part of the chats. So yeah. Chats. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, uh, I'm probably getting hammered for that now. Probably isn't true, but I think. It, um, <laughs> well, I'll make sure to send up all the complaints <laughs> your way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, but so yeah. There's, 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 there's quite a few birds singing, which is nice to hear. They all seem, um, yeah, they, they all seem to be going kind of singing quite like in a slow melodic pace then it's not quite as frantic as when they first start in the spring right this is more of like a kind of taking their own time kind of song which is quite nice so if people want to kind of the full bloom of the dawn chorus you'd recommend a little bit earlier in the year when I mean, we were in say we're in early june now but mm. yeah definitely i'd say probably like the first week in may is the oh, main so only a month out there yeah exactly okay. uh, so that's, that's the first week in may is probably like the main okay. kind of time for it but if you want to learn bird song don't start at the peak time because there'll be too much for it you. Just your mind will be blown. Exactly. So <laughs> kind of now or earlier in the season, um, when you have, I suppose earlier in the season, maybe better kind of um, March and April kind of time when you just have, um, you know, the kind of the cast of the, you know, the overwintering bird species that still nest here. Um, so the, well, the, re the resident ones, sorry. 
um, and you can kind of learn them. And then as the summer migrants slowly return, you can kind of add them on one by one when you learn them. Um, or, or even now, you know, with the kind of the just purely almost the summer migrants thing here because they've arrived later on. Um, but yeah, definitely don't try and learn in the main, you know, in the main kind of core of birdsong because it will just be too confusing and you won't be able to pick anything out. Um, Do you recommend any of the apps like Merlin or any of those? Are they good or are I've they? I've heard a lot of really good things about Merlin yeah. recently. I've You've not used it? I've not used it myself. Yeah. I ought to. You're um, too good. You don't need it. <laughs> um, but no, it's, it sounds like a really great, it's a free app and it basically just tells you everything you're listening to. Yeah. So it seems to be, it's definitely the most accurate one that um, I think that has been developed recently. Um, but yeah, it basically tells you what you're listening to, um, which birds, and it will shunt all the ones that are currently singing to the top so actually you can kind of learn from it as well so uh, it doesn't just it gives you a list of what you can hear and you can you know leave your phone out in the garden for five minutes pick it up five minutes later and then you know see all the birds that are you know in, in and around the garden um, but obviously you can hold it and listen to it at the same time so then the ones that are singing will be shunted to the top so you can learn from it as well which it sounds really great it, it is a great I, I use it um, when I do the photography workshops oh, at it, Attenborough yeah. Yeah. because people say what's that bird I go oh um, let me just have a little think and then I'll pull out my phone very quickly <laughs> yeah. go oh well that's that's a chiff chaff <laughs> so I, probably, yeah, I could probably yeah, work yeah, out yeah, a chiff chaff actually yeah. but um yeah, yeah it, it's a very handy app. Mer Merlin something Cornell is it? Merlin yeah, yeah, it's, I think yeah. it's about the Cornell. Lab, it's a, I'll put a link in the description if anyone wants to uh, find out. Let's go find this red star. Let's yeah, go. Let's go. So we've just edged a bit closer to see if we can hear the red star, and we've heard something a bit bigger, haven't we? Just a tad. There's a tawny owl chick screeching away. I think it's probably sat in that that middle oak tree just over there. Okay. Um, but yeah, the red star stopped. Um, and I imagine, because um, with the tawny owl chick here, the adult will be in attendance somewhere. Oh, the red star just started again, just over to our right. Um, but yeah, uh, there's been quite a few tawny owl chicks in Sherwood recently. They're kind of, uh, they've grown, they're all kind of at the same stage at the moment. So they're a decent size, but they're still quite white and fluffy. Um, and yeah, most of them will be branching by now. So I imagine, I mean, there, there could be more than one over here, but yeah, there's definitely one ahead of us somewhere. Because you sometimes, <coughs> don't they fall out the tree sometimes, but you meant to just leave them, you don't? Yeah, so I was walking through the forest a couple of weeks ago and I saw one um, at just literally on the ground at the base of an oak tree and it was probably about the size of a deflated football. <laughs> and um, there was an adult quite close by and it was calling away. So obviously just leave it to it. It's best not to, because um, it is obviously quite natural when they can't, you know, they can't fly as well and, you know, they're bound to end up on the ground at some point. Um, well, it's, 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 some do, some don't. Um, you know, the successful ones just stay branching in the trees. Um, but yeah, if you ever see them, the adults will know exactly where they are because the chick will be calling. So just, yeah, leave them be. They'll be okay. They'll, they'll, once they gain a bit of strength, they'll fly back out into the tree. Right, fair enough. Is that a grey squirrel? I Is think that? it is. Oh, yeah, they're, they're, so, oh, they're so difficult, aren't they? Bloody grey yeah. squirrels. Um, yeah, so this red star's still singing ahead of us. Let's see if we can hear it again. Yeah. Right on cue. There's a bit more of a cacophony of song here, isn't there? Yeah, there's a bit more going on. So we've got a wren. Oh, the yellow hammer as well then. Um, yeah, so there's a black cat behind. There's a red star again. So it's the, just remember, it's the da 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 One more time. It's getting drowned out. There it is. See, that's the thing. That's the yeah. thing. If you do come when it's a bit too much of a peak, I see what you, mean. you just cannot I see pick things mean. out. Um, you so mentioned yeah. Yellowhammer then. What's Is it a little bit of cheese? What's the thing with those? A little bit of bread, no cheese. That's, That's the one, yeah. <laughs> they don't actually say that, but it's the sort of <laughs> no. the... Yeah, that'd be the amazing. It would be amazing, that. isn't it? Yeah. What, uh, so I was having this debate with people online 
about the best bird call in Britain, what would, what would be yours call be? Call or song? All right, vocalisation mm. then. I'll, vocalization I'll, I'll, I'll open it up. I'll open um, it up. Catching me out on wording. <laughs> you, you can't just do fish forever, Jack. No, I know. Um, <laughs> I know. I think, I mean, I, I don't know why I'm thinking about this. My favourite vocalisation of any bird is a woodlark song. All right. Um, because oh, it's just, if, if you haven't heard it before, please Google it. There's a there's actually a great recording on the Wikipedia page for Woodlark. Um, and I've, I've listened to it when I go to sleep. It's just, <laughs> honestly, it's so beautiful. It's, it's kind of similar to Skylark, but it's so much better. Is that what we um, saw? Didn't we come a few years ago and saw Woodlark? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we, we saw them on Budby. There were two on the track. Oh, right. Right. I don't think yeah, I heard yeah. it singing because, um, again, I wasn't... I shouldn't say this in front of you. I wasn't that impressed, but like, <laughs> but if but the song's incredible, is it? Yeah, like, the yeah. song's really nice. Okay, they, yeah, right. I'll of, give them another chance then. Yeah, because they, they fly up a bit like skylarks, and they all kind of you know circle around yeah. in their territory, um, singing at the same time, or do it from a perch. And yeah, if you haven't heard it before, it's just so, oh, it's just serene and it's brilliant on like an early morning, early morning wonder. Just hearing that is just absolutely. I'll bliss. give them another chance then. I will <laughs> give them another chance. Mine's got to be Ida. And that's maybe an easy... Oh, yeah. Oh, like, oh that's I tell so you good. What, so the reason it came up is because I posted a video clip of two male Idas calling to a female. And I was like, this is the best bird call, fight me. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and then a few people mentioned Blackbird, which I sort of get, but I just think Blackbird's probably more beautiful, but an Ida never fails to put a smile on your face. Well, exactly. There's nothing that can rival that in terms of its similarities. It's so unique, good, isn't it? It's... Puffins are a little bit similar, That's aren't they? That's true, actually. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's seven o'clock in the morning. There were two <laughs> grown men. <laughs> We've making... absolutely lost it, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> Not sure we ever had it. No, we, we need some breakfast, don't we? <laughs> yeah. oh, let's see. If, should we get a bit closer to this red star? Yeah, see if we can get a view. This is voiceover, Jack, and I just want to put in a little bit of a sound clip of Idas just to treat you all because who doesn't want to hear Idas and also try and work out what the fuck me and India are going on about. So we're a little bit closer now. Is that it? Then? Yeah, that was it just then. So just at the end of that first call. There was a tree creeper that sang. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder yeah, what the, the, that was. Um, yeah, that red starts really quite close. It's quite nice. Um, we should point out we're not disturbing it here, are we? We're on we're on a public footpath yeah. and we're we're taking our time and being quiet. Exactly. There, we're we're like you say, we're on the main path and the red start is just singing. We can't actually see it at the moment, but they normally no. like to sing right at the top of the trees. Um, so yeah, th I think it's in one of these tall birch trees next to us, but. It it's got to be going again. we've got to be what 20 meters from it maybe yeah definitely something like that it won't be far yes we were saying if you go to, to continental europe they're everywhere yeah they're so much more common and like, i remember seeing them in the house of, uh, house of france <laughs> <laughs> south of france not a house in france um, in the south of france and um yeah they were everywhere <clears throat> just absolutely everywhere yeah it's surprising how like it's weird because you wouldn't kind of obviously there's so many similarities with that you know the habitat we see here and you know on the main in, in mainland europe um well just europe now isn't it um <laughs> um 
yeah no it's 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 kind of it's kind of sad but it's also really nice to know that they are you know there's good strongholds in places so there's you know the population's always you know got a bit of a you know a bit of a base and um obviously you know you know uk woodlands are kind of you know some species more than others but we're slowly losing you know these kind of smaller passerine woodland birds like red starts which is sad um but yeah at least they're at least they're going strong somewhere what's the one sherwood's fame is it willow or marsh tip or both um, marsh tip marsh tip, marsh okay. tip. so okay yeah there's a, there's very very few pairs of willow left in the whole of knots um, really but marsh tip are actually on the increase in sherwood they've really? um, yeah from like uh, probably about five years ago when i first started volunteering they were kind of restricted to the east side of the forest quite close to the well in kind of in between the new and old visitor center area um but now they're in this section where we are which is you know right on the west side of the forest which is really great um do we know why um so not really sure so i think a lot of obviously the the practical you know the conservation work that um uh, that's been carried out by the rspb in recent years will have had a a good impact um, but basically all they need is kind of you know some patches of scrub um and just a viable nesting site so i found a nest probably about 500 meters from where we are oh that was a, that was a variation of the red star song that was that was turned, turned it up a gear then um Oh, it's, it's going yeah. for it now. Yeah, um, might have detected another male in the area. Is that what that would be? It, yeah. it could, could be, it could be. Um, but no, so yeah, marsh tits. They, um, I found a nest just in a uh, just in a birch stump in a little hole they'd excavated themselves. Um, so yes, yeah, so they just need that kind of dead birch, which also that's what woodpecker need, which we have here as well. So I was going to say Sherwood's mm. a stronghold for those as well, isn't it? Uh, strongholds. Putting oh, it, okay. All, <laughs> right, all right, then. They're here. Yeah, just just about. Um, yes. Yeah, so again, when I first started, there were three or four pairs, but now there's uh, just down to three individuals. Um, oh wow! Really? Yeah. As far as I know, we've not been able to track down any nests this year, which is the first time since 2018. Um, so they may have failed, but they are You know, trying to find three birds in the whole of Sherwood is very difficult. So they may have just nested somewhere oh, without us knowing i um, had no idea they were on that much of a knife yeah. knife edge you you wouldn't think it. you'd think a place like sherwood and you know the kind of reputation it has for you know for less like you say like being known for a lesser spot stronghold but no in recent years they have just absolutely dropped off and we just can't seem to stop it from happening do um, we know is there any theories as to why that is or i think um a lot of it is down to i think the the land use in the surrounding area um basically being a bit too kind of you know not lesser spot friendly okay um and i think it would be great if uh you know the landowners here had a bit more of the kind of the outskirts of the forest if they had kind of um you know control over what's happening there because it'd be great to have a bit more kind of of scrub bordering kind of the forest so there's a bit more of kind of a natural buffer which uh, lesser spots will benefit from in the winter because um, obviously Sherwood's a forest and a lot of the trees are, you know, quite tall. Um, but whereas, um, you know, kind of tall and old, um, obviously there's a bit of a mix. But in the winter, they do need that kind of, you know, the kind of the short, like the, the younger trees for um, basically to feed on. So that sort of scrub. Because um, I, know, I know people who've, um, in, you know, nearby towns and villages like Warsop, I know someone who's ringed one in his, I know someone who's ringed a lattice spot in his garden. Because wow. his garden's like full of scrub. So That's a hell yeah, of a garden they, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's definitely um, they they need that mix, which at the moment um, there isn't. You know, there's not really. I'd probably say there's not enough of here. Um, but again, that just comes down to you know having, you know, only in you know, with respect, only a small amount of land and what you can do with it. Um, 
but um, the RSPB has done a lot of management for lesser spots, which has been really effective, which is basically um, giving them more standing dead birch for them to nest in, because um, normally I think it's older as well that um, lesser spots will use, but in Sherwood we don't really have any of that, so it's just standing dead birch, and the RSPB has done a lot of work to kind of create that habitat, um, which um, the lesser spots have used a lot to nest in, which is really good. So um, we've sort of done our best with all we can, but also when there's only so few birds in the forest it's very hard to you know cater for that few by changes so it's it's it's, it's kind of up to them really the habitat's here for them because yeah. if, if they've been a stronghold in the past then what's changed but i also think actually last point i'm rambling that i also <laughs> think um i think competition um comes down to it as well because uh, i've seen it where you know great spotted woodpeckers have torn lesser spot chicks out of nest holes and even in the excavation stage just when the lesser spots are about to lay eggs. I remember during lockdown, there was a lesser spot nest near the major oak and I remember watching them excrete the whole thing and they were just about to lay their eggs and blue tits took it over. Um, they bullied they, they, the they, lesser spots. They bullied the lesser spots out. Um, so I think competition definitely plays a part because um, obviously this there's, no, there's not not a load of science behind this yet, but this is sort of my kind of theory. Is yeah, that yeah. We've got uh, so many more species like blue tits um, and the great spotted woodpeckers compared to lesser spots because of um, like supplementary feeding they've yeah, increased yeah, a lot yeah. whereas lesser spots don't they are incredibly rarely seen on bird feeders especially cause, you know, mainly because they don't um, really leave their territories to enter gardens so all the other species that are more dominant than lessers um, have benefited of in, uh, and have increased so they sort of seem to be kind of outnumbering them um, obviously there's no you know incredible science on that yet but that's just sort of from what i've noticed there is you know there's been an increase in those species and a decrease in the others no i, I have yeah. heard that before i think there have been papers on that where certain mm. i think marsh and willet are an example as well yes where, that yeah willet you know, it's th a great one there are mm. certain species that um that don't move as much and they're being outcompeted by the higher numbers of yeah, yeah. great tits blue tits mm. etc so it's an interesting interesting point i remember coming with jack badham's here a couple of years ago and we saw three lesser spotted woodpeckers. Oh, nice. It's only a couple of years ago. Yeah. So if I'd realised the significance, I'd have been a yeah, bit more yeah. excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But th this red start's just moved over to the left a bit. Um, okay. A le the left of the track. And it's still singing away. So um, Should we carry on? Yeah, yeah sounds okay. good. Let's go. Well, this has turned into a bit of a red start hunt, hasn't it? And <laughs> we've actually just had a glimpse of it. Yeah, we've just had a, good, a sort of a very, very brief view of um, the one we heard singing earlier. I'm just moved only about one, you know, 100, 200 meters up the track and we've found um, there's another male um, and we can hear some chicks, which is really exciting. So there's a big fallen birch in front of us and you can kind of hear, I, d I, d I don't know if it'll be too far away, but you can kind of hear what sounds a bit like a wren call, like the sort of the chick, 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 chick. Um, and that's the red star chicks. So there's a male which we've seen in attendance so hopefully, if rang around, we might see them feeding the chicks, which would be really cool. That I mean, it shouldn't be too much of a shock, but that red is is really red. Isn't it, it is really red. It's, it, they're, they're very very vibrant. Um, the males and the females are kind of the females are really nice. They look a bit like I, I feel like they look a bit like a naked robin because um, they're just they're okay. just kind of they're kind of all one color. Right. So they're all kind of um, it's, it's it's kind of like a nice kind of groundy orange, if that makes sense. Um, so a bit, so slightly kind of duller in colour, but and they share parenting yeah. duties, do they? Uh, yeah. What was that? I about? just saw that. Was that on that dead branch? Yeah, that's one of the chicks. Oh yeah, at the top. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah, I can see oh, it. Oh, yeah. nice. 
So oh, they can fly pretty well, can't they? <laughs> so yeah. how, how are you recognising that as a red starter chick? Um, I mean, that's the thing, purely because the you adults are one. here and we okay. can hear them. Okay. So if I... If you'd have taken that and just given it to me, I would have I'd have had no idea because right, okay. that effectively looks almost exactly the same as a robin chick. Right, I'm with you. Um, but purely because of what else is here, um, I'm fairly confident that that is one of the chicks. Well, it's got a red arse. Uh, well, that is that good? Are <laughs> uh, you? Yeah, you can actually see the tail developing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, hundred percent red star okay. chick. Oh, lovely. So mum or dad should feed that in a sec I would yeah. think well hopefully if it stays there that would be yeah. a brilliant view it's that would just be a great view wouldn't it sat on that twig off the oak there and you, yeah, you can still hear a couple of the other chicks um, so there's at least two or three that they've fledged successfully which is brilliant because you will get them in urban areas as well won't you do they go in urban areas I'm sure I remember someone telling me there was one oh, at Wollerton Hall oh that's Black Red Start oh, oh, no, is it, or is it oh, Wollerton Hall potentially for um, Common Red Start oh are they different oh, I oh, this shows my, my third <laughs> literacy they're, they're different things Black Red Start and Red Black Star. and Common yeah so oh. Black Red Start they're kind of much more um, they, they can be found in woodlands as well I've seen right. them on kind of the edges of woodlands um, but yeah in urban areas like I know um, uh, Hoveringham there's a bit of like an industrial estate uh, Hoveringham Lakes which is a sort of a a site in knots and um and yeah there's some there's kind of an industrial estate at the back of um where these lakes are and yeah there used to be a pair of black red starts that just nested there and again it's just like completely um you, it, it just sort of seems so out of place but they sort of like that sort of infrastructure to nest up. Are, are they easy to tell apart or are they pretty i mean the males are almost completely um, black except a bit of a I think a bit of an orange belly and they have a very very vibrant kind of you know ready orange tail like right the, like okay commons. Um, but yeah it'll be that black that'll be immediately obvious um, in common red starts do have a bit of black on them but not um, to the extreme that um, black red starts do and if you look in most bird books um, they're usually on you know corresponding pages so you can get a nice side by side right, of which okay. ones. and black red starts are scarce as well are they yeah they're also scarce i'd probably okay. say more scarce than common red oh starts. are they yeah okay. um because okay. um yeah yeah definitely um, i did see something flitting is that chick still there it's still there yeah oh, it's so still there oh nice mum or dad i mean they don't leave them for long do they so no no i'm assuming definitely worth hanging around to see yeah, what happens yeah it'd be nice to get a if 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 the dad comes in yeah um, god you wouldn't think it was june was it it's it's, it's so it's not cold but it's not warm either no, is it no not. Like, this is my kind of temperature though I, I don't know about you but i cannot do hot weather um, i don't like it really hot no 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 no, no, oh, no. Oh, oh, what was what's that? that what's that if that was one it could be the female maybe didn't see the red it's on that lower branch i think it's a, it's a red star there it is oh oh no it's the male oh where is it's he on where the ground it? just there flying oh, yeah, away yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I saw his. I just keep seeing their ass. Um, oh, there he's going up to feed the chick. Yeah, oh, I've got it! I've got it! I've got, got it! Wow! 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 Oh yes, it's almost blue on the back. Yeah, they're, they're kind of kind of a slaty blue, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. Oh, there he's still flying away, going off to get more food. Yeah. Oh, brill. Kind of nut hatchy colour, almost. Yeah, they are a little bit actually. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh there goes the, the chick. Gone. There goes the chick. Oh, nice. Oh, that was great. Oh, good bit of action there. That was That'll brilliant. Do. That'll do. Very satisfying crunch of leaves, isn't it? <laughs> so, what did we just hear? So just then, I think it's still singing, was a, yeah, just over to our left is a spotted flycatcher. So again, 
like I sort of said at the start, it's likely that most of the birds we're going to hear are going to be the migratory ones. And it, so far, it pretty much has been. We've had some, you know, great audio of tree pipits, uh, red star, and now the spotted flycatcher. The wind shut. Yeah, I've got okay, a, de- a dead okay, cat on. No, 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 it's all right. No, no, you're, um, you're, you're such a media professional, <laughs> indie that you picked up on that. Um, but no, so yes, spotted flycatcher famously has one of probably. I feel fairly harsh saying it because they're really sweet birds, but one of the the like the most dry looking appearances and one of the driest sounding songs because basically <laughs> it's just an uncoordinated collection of squeaks and it's just kind of that that's literally about it um and yeah you can just still it's still going yeah yeah oh that that yeah. is oh god it is a bit shit isn't it <laughs> <laughs> so is, this is yeah. is this the one where the male's black and white no so that's the pied flycatcher oh, so, 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 so of course so it is yeah that would make more so sense <laughs> it's, this, it's the same family um okay but no spotted flycatchers male or female are almost i mean pretty much identical oh are they um, okay so but they're not spotted or they must be uh not really they sort of have kind of you know some sort of kind of indiscriminate markings i think on their chest a little bit okay okay um but again they're just basically completely 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 gray basically um oh what's that sounds like a some balls rattling in a yeah what's this that's just um landed on that tree oh where'd that go i can hear some more red star chicks up ahead whether they're the same ones or not yeah Um, we've sort of come away from those haven't we but yeah yeah we, we gave them a fair bit of space because we're not i normally um the route we normally take goes straight through where they are so we obviously did a did a big big did a big loop around them and just gone in behind them um to where this oh, spot uh, oh yeah male red star is that what that was yeah, yeah yeah i didn't see the tummy but i saw the the bird go by yeah he's just sat there on the branch on the edge of the tree probably go towards it's going can again. you hear it now that it's like a low. I, really, this is where I should get the the, the Merlin bird app out and, uh, <laughs> and prove myself right. But it's sort of like um. Is it the? Yeah. I think that sounds like that again. That's either wren or red star chicks. Oh, is it? Okay. okay. Um. So. Yeah. Oh, well, that's tricky. It might be worth waiting to see if anything goes to feed them. Um, oh, what, well, because they'll start more of an exciting call or something? Well, we'll see the adult then. Oh, um, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, well, when the adults usually get closer, they just go, ah, yeah. food! Um, <laughs> I'm like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, the spotted flycatcher's still going, but yeah, it's just that it's just that kind of squeaky sound. Um, they, they are very sweet birds, and they'll kind of nest in um, little open crevices in, okay. in, in trees. So um, it's prime real estate, isn't it? Like, if there's a hole in a tree, you want to get on it pretty quick when it is it really is it's at yeah. the red start there oh male looks it yeah it's underground they come to the ground do they yes yeah, so that's how they feed oh okay. um so basically like uh, another good way of IDing red starts they sort of do a very similar thing to robins where they'll stand on a perch dive down to the ground catch something and go back up to the perch and uh. they usually when they're feeding they kind of sit quite um they, they kind of sit quite low what's that i've just seen that some Small jobby. There was a great chick there. Oh, but there, okay. was, there was a chick of that, that chick's been calling and just flew away. Oh, okay. Anyway, very distracting. <laughs> um, so, yes, yeah, so another good way of kind of spotting them when they're feeding is that they will often sit on a perch that's about like a meter or two off the ground. It's kind of a vantage point when they're looking for prey. Um, oh, there's, there's, a, there's a red star chick. Oh, over you got there. one? Yeah, just by. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
I'm getting good at this. Oh, no, that's the female. Is that the female? That's the female. You see on the birch yes. tree, just yeah, there, yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. flying across. That's the female, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, brilliant. Oh, I spotted something. That's good. Nice one. <laughs> there she is. Ah, so that'll be red star chicks then, because she's very close would to that, where they Would that be the same pair? Of I them? imagine that's the same okay, one. Okay. So, um, yeah, there she is. She's just on the, you see the little holly there? Mm -hmm. There's three birches. She's on the lowest branch of the left one. Yeah, I've got you. Um, I've got you. Yeah, there oh, she yeah, just she's just gone look, down. went down, back yep. up again. Just there you go. You're not making yes, it up. No. <laughs> uh, I usually do, but not this time. Um, <laughs> wow. No, yeah, so just that up and down. Um, yeah, oh, lovely. Are, are they just as active later on, or are they more active in the morning? I mean, when they've got chicks, they'll be, you they're, know, they're at it all they'll, day. they'll okay. be around the clock pretty much. But okay. Yeah, I suppose for singing, when they first arrive back, it's um, the main the main kind of time is the first thing. Um, yeah, nice. There it goes. Oh, that's great. That's Some great views. Yeah, that's, that's brilliant. So that's, yeah, I think that's, like you said, the same family. There's obviously some chicks over to the right. Yeah. Some chicks over to the left with the male is taken care of and the female's got the few on the right. So they're, they're pretty much ready to go. They'll be gone soon, although you think. Well, they are fledged. So, yeah, yeah, okay. So yeah, they'll, they'll yeah, be yeah. kind of, you know, developing their, you know, just growing a bit and they get fully feathered soon. I mean, they're, they're sort of fully feathered now, but obviously they're, you know, the, you know, the nice, Fly the nice, yeah, the nice stuff. colourful yeah, plumage yeah, yeah. Will, will come through soon and they'll be, they'll be ready to ready to piss off <laughs> <laughs> i know the feeling yeah. shall we um should we carry on walking in definitely yeah. sounds good ah, here's another um now, this is a really sweet example of haloing here this okay is, this little oak tree so like i said obviously that tree when you know in its prime would have been massive but as it's got older it's shrunk bits have fallen off and now it's just this you know this skeleton left but it's still alive yeah so you can see some of the because that's what they do when the when they realise that they're not going to have enough kind of energy to keep the bigger boughs going, they basically send out smaller shoots from close to the base, which you can see here. Yes, so these yeah, the only yeah. bits that are alive are smaller branches that have only grown in the last five, ten years. Um, so then we've done this haloing. Uh, we've basically opened it up to the south to get, allow more sun to reach it, to reach these leaves, and then created this brash pile so it doesn't kind of get trampled down so the roots don't get compacted, so it still gets as much water as it can. Um, but yeah, like you can see that haloing, so there would, would have been a tree there that's now um, been opened up. And that birch tree you can see there has been, you know, almost like replicating storm damage has been pushed over. Um, so again, it's all it's all kind of these natural things that would happen, but obviously we're just sort of enhancing it to keep these trees going. And you were saying because oaks are valuable, that's why you're sort of doing this, because so many species specialise in living oaks. Yes, yeah, so I think it's up to a very, very loud goldcrest. There it is. That. Uh, yeah, that, that, oh. high, that high pitched song. Lovely. But yeah, that goes again. Um, but yeah, sorry. So there's basically, I think there's around 2,000 uh, different species of, um, I think it might just be invertebrates that, that you know, can yeah. benefit um, from uh, basically, it's mainly the heart rot, basically, the, the rotted down material in the center of the oaks. Oh, um, beetle larvae and stuff yeah, like so that. Yeah, a lot of beetle larvae. So, one of the, the ones that one one of the ones that we get here a lot in Sherwood is the black headed and red headed cardinal beetle. Okay. Basically, this right bread, um, right bread, <laughs> bright red um, beetle with a red or a black head, and their larvae will live inside um, the heart rot of an ancient oak for you know two or three years or whenever they're ready. Oh, okay. Um, and and there's some you know the more specialized i know there's some in the cairngorms uh some longhorn beetles that can um they're amazing yeah, aren't they? I know, but they, yeah but they live their larvae live in oak trees for you know 
so many more years than that. I think it's up to. I'm hopefully I might be getting this completely wrong, but I know twenty years plus. Wow. So I think I think I've I've, I've read that somewhere. So it's important. Obviously, so there could be larvae in a tree older than you, Indy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that yeah, it just shows how important it is to keep those trees. Together. That might be totally inaccurate, by the way. But um, you know, I have to Google it. But I've, I've definitely been told that before. Lesser um, stag beetles and things like that. Did you get them yeah, in Sherwood? Pretend, yeah, I've, I've seen them in Sherwood before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't get the the proper ones, do we? Unfortunately, uh, not not stag beetles. No, uh, no. but yeah. So it's just um, yeah, I was explaining to you earlier. This um, it's just the main reason why we're doing this management of keeping the ancients and the veteran trees going for as long as we can is because of the age gap that was created when um, a, a, you know, well over a thousand trees in the 1700s are taken out of the forest to build battleships, and those trees that were taken out would have been roughly of all the same age and kind of structure which is a lot of the ones we can see around us now these very tall straight ones so they basically allow them to get as much timber as possible out of the tree um to build these ships um so that those removal of those trees um created the age gap of where there was basically a missing generation of trees to replace the current ancient oaks um so yeah so this this strategy that they're doing is basically keeping the ancient oaks going for as long as possible by these you know these you know these minimal impact um uh you know actions by just doing something called haloing as we've seen which is opening it up to allow more sunlight to reach the tree but another one that was um if anyone saw the feature on country file about Sherwood recently uh which was talking about the veteranization work that they're doing here so that's basically artificially aging younger oaks so that it kind of instills the natural decaying and rotting process of the tree oh okay uh, so that once again kind of speeds up um like so I've obviously there you know something that would naturally happen like storm damage where a branch would be ripped off because uh, it had been hit by another falling tree um or something like that or where if you imagine like a bison or something rubbing its feet or rubbing its backside against the tree would kind of disturb the bark so you just get you know the back of an axe and just hit the tree um, uh. and it, it, it can seem pretty harsh and there's been um it's kind of quite a controversial thing um but once again it we wouldn't be doing it and you know, it's been proven to work at other places we wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't necessary we wouldn't be beating up trees for the fun of it <laughs> it's just because of this age gap which thanks to all this work is now um um predicted to be pretty much fully bridged now uh which is really brilliant so i remember um, reading is it wilding or rewilding yeah, by Isabel yeah, Tree? Yeah, yeah. And, um, and she talks about uh, an oak tree takes something like 300 years to yeah. grow, 300 years to mature, and 300 years to die, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, 300 years to grow, 300 years to live, 300 years, 300 years to, to live. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. It's, okay. It's it's a lovely saying that, and it's yeah, yeah it's it's very true. Because obviously the major oaks sort of kind of outlive that with, you know, kind of well, sort of sort of kind of on the right time between yeah, I think we're saying between 900 and 1,200 years old. I think that's how old the major oak is. Yeah, but but yeah. between that, yeah, know, that sort of that sort of time bracket. Um, I don't suppose yeah. you can really chop it and count the rings, can you? <laughs> Not at the minute. Wouldn't, wouldn't recommend it. No, we're, 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 no wouldn't one day. It, unless you want to be, you know, public enemy number no, one. No, okay, I won't then. So we're coming to the end, and there's a few birds kicking off. Oh, yeah, th- there's, there's a dunnock. Ah. So this kind of this um, kind of the short whistle, the, the just there. Yeah. That's uh, dunnock chicks, and there's the adult who's just come back. Um, so yeah, there's two chicks that have just kind of um, spread themselves out in this big patch of bracken next to the path, and um, yeah, they're calling just to attract attention. And so the adults know where they are, so they can come and give them. Oh, it's being fed now. Do you hear? So they're ground nesters as well, are so they're they? They're ground nesters. Okay. Yeah, well, or at least very low to the ground. Yeah. Um, 
or yeah so you hear when when the when the sort of the calls increase then it was being fed right so it's sort of you know normally it's this kind of very regular well you can hear it for yourself um but then when the adult comes in it's it becomes much quicker as they get kind of you know it's like i'm here i'm here i'm here, I'm here food, 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 food. <laughs> and then they sort of calm down again as they leave am i right in thinking they do some weird sex stuff dunnocks <laughs> yeah it's the um oh what's it called this is um i want to say it was it colloq no they peck each there. other's bits, don't yeah, they? Or some, but is the yeah. layman's term, but uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I remember Yolo, Yolo Williams did a good bit on that on Springwatch, I think, from ones in his garden during lockdown. It's um, he didn't get um, cancelled after or anything. Uh, no, no, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was on the cusp, I think. But um, no, I'll be honest, I, d- I don't, I don't study Dunnock sex, unfortunately. But I know <sighs> what that a it's shame. something that's well worth <laughs> looking into because um, okay. Yeah, probably, you know, get some ideas. It's something, yeah, something weird. Oh, there's a squirrel right there. Yeah, yeah. uh, a grey squirrel. We need a few more goshawks, don't we? I That'll know. sort them out. They're I in know. Sherwood, aren't they? Are they goshawks in Sherwood? Um, on the, not within the RSPB boundary. No, okay. But there's, um, there's just too much, you know, too much, you know, people here. Okay. So fine. Um, but yeah, no, they're definitely in the outskirts. I obviously used to have them by my house, just on yeah. the outskirts of Sherwood. Um, uh, so yeah, they do really well in the Dukeries, you know, this kind of area, yeah. actually. Uh, you know, because of all the... All the prey and he, um, you know, wood pigeons and squirrels and things. It's like a bird that. and a half, isn't it? A goshawk. Oh, to put it lightly, they are <laughs> they are the best that has ever evolved. They're amazing. They're just beasts, aren't they? Like they'll just. I think when you were last on the podcast, we were mentioning goshawks. Oh, but of course. Yeah. They are. They are just absolute. Um, they are. They are beasts. brutal, and they are. They are. They are very thorough. <laughs> yeah, they don't mess around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They are. They are. They're. They're very effective. Um, like you know controlling machines yeah they're no, brilliant. brilliant so successful survey for you so your survey's ended today we've yeah, got, yeah. We've got some bits the survey took about an hour and a half yeah and um yeah very successful capturing some of those you know some of the key species are after like the spotted fly catches the tree pipits and the red starts that we had plenty of so yeah very it's actually much more um a, a lot more sightings than normally actually okay because, um, i mean you could look charm indy that's why absolutely but like you <laughs> said it was sort of you know you know the ones we heard were those african migrants that are still singing yeah. so it's nice to kind of you know hear them back hear them back in the woodlands which is really nice so yeah and great was, morning and you were saying this is your last day of college today isn't it yeah today's <laughs> my last day so and you're um, out up early counting yeah, birds I good know. on you <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll be back here later on um there's a um there's a big volunteer thank you event so i'll be i'll be dawn and dusk at sherwood which is nice but no today's i've studied countryside management at college for the last two years and today is my final day well, i say it's final day all we're doing is going just um we're going to go to college and just play games and eat awful food um, sounds great so yeah sounds amazing mate. perfect last day so <laughs> it's a good one crack on well look mate as always thanks for coming on Enjoyed thank you for having me it's no, been brilliant it's been good that was Indy Green chauffeuring me around Sherwood Forest. It's interesting because I'm, I'm born and bred in Nottinghamshire, but I very rarely go to Sherwood. I think it's one of those things you tend to ignore a little bit the things on your doorstep, but I really enjoyed that day. Woodland is out of my comfort zone. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a river man. I love rivers. Rivers are where I'm most comfortable. So going into a woodland was a nice change of pace. If you enjoyed the podcast and you'd like to watch it on YouTube, you can do so on Wildlife Exposed TV on the YouTube channel there, where we upload all the podcasts in their full form. There's also my own YouTube channel, Jack Perks Wildlife Media, where I upload little vlogs, hints and tips, and wildlife clips. You can also find me on Instagram, at FishTwitcher. Next week, we delve into my own back 
garden as I take you through a virtual tour of my back garden, what I've done to it, what I've done to encourage wildlife, my ponds, my wildflower meadows, back boxes, you name it, all the things you would expect for wildlife garden and a few things you might not as I go through how you can encourage and help wildlife into your own backyard. This has been the Bearded Tits podcast. I've been your host, Chat Perks, and I'll see you next Tuesday. Cheers.